Welcome into this edition of Cougar Tales. Nate, as always, on the mic, joined by Phil. Phil, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Nate. How are you doing? I cannot complain. It's been a good day. And joining us today in studio is our good friend and BYU Sports Information Director, Kyle Chilton. Kyle, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Hey, good to be here. Um, So, Kyle, whenever we start the show, the first thing we kind of want to talk about is how people got to where they are, kind of their story, their journey. And we kind of hear, want to hear about your journey. You know, we've, you've been here at BYU since 2008. Right. So we, you kind of hear, want to hear um, how you got to be a sports information director, why you kind of chose this route in your life, and you know, some of the, the good things that have happened along the way. So I kind of just take it from here. Yeah, so when I was a student here at BYU, um, switched my major a bunch, which is probably the experience of many students trying to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. I uh, finally realized sports was something I wanted to be involved with on some level. So I actually went and met with the athletic director at the time, Val Hale, and I think he was associate athletic director, Peter Pilling, just to ask, like, hey, how did, how did you get to where you are? Um, what opportunities are there for students in the athletic department? So they told me about the office I work in now, um, athletic communications, so I went and applied for an internship. Lucky enough uh, for me, I got the, got the job. My, so my senior year, I was the sports information director for the men's volleyball team. Uh, did that for a year, graduated. Actually, and along the way, I switched my major to communications because I realized, you know, that it's the major that most closely aligns with this profession. So I finished my, my degree up pretty quick. Um, and then I stayed for a year as a three-quarter time employee, continued with the men's volleyball team, worked with the football team. It was actually Bronco Mendenhall's first year as head coach, got to travel with the team. Um, and uh, so learned a lot about the profession that way. And then from there, I went and worked at Southern Virginia University for two and a half years. And I was the only person in communications for athletics. And then we had about I don't know, 17, 18 teams. So I just kind of jumped in. Uh, Started was actually the first person that held that position at that school, so I got it, got to learn a lot, got to do, try my hand at a lot of different things, and then uh, November of 2008 is when I came back to BYU. So the uh, the guy I worked for, Jeff Reynolds, who was the football SID at the time, SID Sports Information Director, for those who don't know, uh, he left, opened up a position. Someone else, Brett Pine, switched over to football. I was hired to do men's basketball, and I've been been here ever since. So. So specifically with the men's basketball team, you've been doing about 11 years now, give or take? Oh, I've done 11 seasons, yeah. So, yeah. And I work also with uh, the track and cross-country teams and supervise the interns that handle those sports um, and then other things in the office as assigned. So so how many people work in the sports information director office? You know, how many staff, how many interns would you say you have? Yeah, let's see. We have full-time. So we have an office manager. And then our boss, Duff Tittle, doesn't have any sports, but he manages all of the Day to you know the day to day in the office, um, any any TV situations with ESPN, so con- TV contracts, radio contracts, he's involved with that kind of stuff. Anyone that wants to talk to our athletic director Tom Holmo, he's involved with that. He sets all those interviews up, and then there's let's see, five full time sports information directors that actually have sports, and then we have three three quarter time people, and then we have anywhere from like five to seven interns depending on the year. And the interns each have their own sports, so they get kind of a real, real professional experience while they're a student. And so you cover all the BYU sports, correct? Yeah, all of the NCAA sports. All so the we NCAA don't, sports. We don't, we don't cover the, like the club soccer team and the, the lacrosse and those teams. Okay. So your focus is the men's basketball team. So 
why don't you take us through a game day for you and your position? You know, what do you do to help game days? Yeah, so on game day, one of the big things happens during the day. It's the shoot-around. So during the shoot-around is when the team kind of just walks through the game plan, maybe does a, a few drills to kind of just, you know, get a feel for the gym, do some shooting. But while that's happening, I'm usually sitting with the TV talent for the night. So whether it's the the two people calling the game for ESPN or BYU TV or whoever's calling the game. And I do this at home and on the road. Um, and a lot of times it's people that either have never seen us or maybe they've only seen us once or twice. And so I catch them up so that when they're calling the game, people look watching at home might think, well, th- these these two people have been watching BYU all season. They're very familiar with the team. When in reality, maybe it's just that day they've met with me, they've gone over the, the press materials that, that we've provided uh, we go over, you know, player pronunciation, their backstories, you know, many milestones that some of our players may be approaching, just interesting information so that when they're talking about us, they they sound informed. And then if it's a home game, I set up all the press area, assign all the seating, make sure credentials are at will call so the media that are coming can get access to the to the building. And then during the game, it's more just managing, putting out fires, making sure the stats are being uh uh, taken correctly so that we you know we can actually accurately track records and all that and then after the game we have a press conference where a couple players and the, the head coach will meet with the media to talk about the game and so I manage manage all the things that are happening uh, with that that's really cool I think Nate and I both knew about the post-game press conferences because we've you know taken part in our fair share of those but I didn't know that you worked with like the TV talent beforehand um, now like we don't have to play favorites or anything, but like, is there a broadcaster that you like enjoy working with or like an ESPN talent that you've worked with multiple times that's like, you know, one that you think really does a good job? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, there's a lot of great ones. Uh, Roxy Bernstein's great. Uh, he does a lot of our games. Uh, Beth Moens and Kara Lawson did several of our games, but it's been mm-hmm. a few years, but they, some of the most prepared talents you'll see in the industry and just do a great job. Bill Walton's probably the most interesting. Uh, <laughs> done, he's done a, a handful of our games over the years. Most recently, he called the, the game against Utah in Provo, I think in 2017. And he he's awesome. He's great. He has all these great stories but he requires a lot of work yeah like most most talent you'll sit down with with him for half hour 45 minutes you you answer a few questions you tell him a few things and and you know they're usually pretty good to go but he just he asks about everything that's happening at the university about provo takes copious notes he just has pages and pages of notes by the end of it and you're with him for hours you know the, the day of the game uh, and, and half the time you have to just say, you know, what? I don't know. I'll have to go look that up because he asks just random yeah. questions. So, but then the finished product is is Bill Walton, which is no one can really match what he does. Yeah, I think I can't remember which year it was. It was like two or three years ago when I was, you know, working with the media's like one of the student media, and it was halftime, and Karan Butler, who was calling the game for ESPN, comes into the room, and it was in halftime. He said like that first. It was a game against Gonzaga. I remember that we lost, but he said that the atmosphere in the Marriott Center was one of the coolest that he's ever been a part of in the country. And so, you know, working with broadcasters, you get little snippets like that, that yeah. really like, I don't know, it 
gave me a sense of pride for being a part of the school and part of the atmosphere for that. Yeah, Karan, Karan's a good guy too. I love working with him. And he's a guy that played in the NBA for more than a decade. And he's he's been a, a part of, you know, his fair share of great atmospheres and great games. So yeah, having having people like that say that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. And so BYU is known for having a lot of great atmospheres. You know, you got the Marriott Center, you got the Smithfield House, Lavelle Edwards gets yep. rocking quite often. Um, do you have a specific gym outside of BYU that you love to go travel to and visit? Gonzaga's always great. They sell out every game. Uh, that's kind of a given, though. Um, I loved going to San Diego State when we were still in the Mountain West. Uh, part of that was we were top 10. They were top 10 part of that time. They had Kawhi Leonard, who I thought he would be a good player, but who knew who who would have thought he would be what he turned out to a be? two-time finals MVP. Not right. bad. Yeah. Um, those those were always amazing games, partly because BYU won. That, that always makes it better. But mm-hmm. just the atmosphere, the you know, it just felt like it was everyone in the building against BYU, and it's kind of intimidating. But I mean, obviously, you're not worried about your personal safety, but you almost feel a little bit scared, you know, because it's just so intense. Um, San Diego State was great. New Mexico does a great job, at least when we were in the conference. That it was always great. Um, yeah, I don't, there's there's a lot of great a lot of great places. St. Mary's is, is, usually has a pretty good atmosphere, but yeah, those San Diego State games, I think maybe were the just the most intense I've been a part of. Yeah, we talked to Zach Silius the other day, and he mentioned that one of his favorite gyms to play in was Pepperdine. Yeah. You know, that that's an interesting one. Um, I think he partly says that because it's in Malibu, and Malibu is just a crazy nice place. place to go to. Malibu is pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> outside of their gym, is just the view is incredible. You see the beach, and it's just you know, no no other arena in the country can probably top the, the view from the outside. Um but that that one's an interesting one because Pepperdine has struggled over the years, but and they've given us a lot of tough games over there. But the last couple of years, we've we've had some really fun games there. So yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. But also, I mean, so let's kind of go back a little bit farther. So you were a student here, right? Have you always been a BYU fan? No, not really. I I grew up um, out east for the most part, and my dad was Air Force, so we moved around a bunch. But and when I was growing up, the internet was still kind of becoming a thing. I don't think BYU Athletics had a website until the late 90s. And I graduated from high school in 99. And so it was just hard to follow BYU. It's hard to know what was happening. Um, we didn't have like a satellite TV or anything, so we didn't we didn't get to see very many games. And half the time, the scores wouldn't be in the paper I don't, for all you young people. And the, on the East Coast, if a game ends, you know, on the West Coast late, it, the score doesn't make it to the paper. So you just have no idea what's going on. So... So I, I, you know, maybe would go watch a bowl game at someone's house every once in a while, but I really wasn't much of a BYU fan until I came, came to school here. So what, what team did you cheer for out in the East Coast? Having moved a lot, I kind of had a, several teams, but um, University of Maryland was kind of the basketball team I, I latched on to. Um, and they, that, it was around the time they started to get kind of pretty good in the late 90s um, in the ACC there. Um, University of Dayton, kind of, but not not a ton. I, I, I graduated from high school in Ohio, um, so I, I kind of followed them a little bit. I was more just a fan of, of sports in general, just followed everything. Um, yeah. NBA, probably the Bulls, because Michael Jordan was playing when I was a kid, and just hard to top that. So He's hard to beat. You know, he's pretty yeah. good. He was all right. <laughs> he's all right. So, so you come to BYU as a freshman. Um, is there a a sport or an individual athlete that you came like as a freshman or in your early years that 
really made an impact on you and like made you a BYU fan? There was one. It was actually the first football game I ever went to. Is we BYU played Washington, and I think it was Chris Hale. Maybe one of the few passes he caught in his career. He was a freshman. Caught a pass against Washington to win the game. Like it was, it wasn't a, like a last second pass, but it was really late in the game. Really exciting game. Uh, I think I went to every football game that year. Went to a lot of basketball games. But that's probably if there was if there's a moment, there's that one. Actually, I will say going back. We kind of became volleyball men's volleyball fans because in 99 they won their first national championship. And I believe it was that year they came out and played in, in Ohio. They played Ohio State, and we went and watched them play. Um, and so I kind of sort of became a BYU fan that way a little bit. Uh, but I would say on campus the first moment was that, that first football game. Yeah. I remember kind of like you, I grew up on the East Coast as well in Virginia, and we never got any of the BYU games or anything. And one of the first memories I have of BYU sports was when the basketball team came out and played Wake Forest. Okay. This is the team that Jonathan Tavernari was on. And me, my dad, and my brothers went and watched that game. And that was the first time I saw BYU. And, like, it kind of got me on the radar. But then, you know, we go back home and they're still not on TV. And so, right. But, yeah, that was kind of my first yeah, fans have it great now with BYU TV broadcasting, yeah. you know, most of the home basketball games and a lot of, you know, they rebroadcast the home football games and everything like that. And then ESPN so much more involved now with us that I think it's it's a lot easier to follow the team than it was even, you know, five, 10 years ago. Well, and the advent of, of social media, you know. Right. You, know, you Cos- have to watch Cosmo, the game. Cosmo's a superstar because of social media, you know. Right, right. Some of the best highlights from a couple of seasons ago was that, was that dancing routine by Cosmo. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well... As as an employee now, um, as you kind of you kind of evaluate your eleven year eleven year plus career here at BYU, who have been the people that have stood out to you and been the most help to you as your career progresses? Well, I got I got to give credit to my boss, Duff Tittle. He not just because he hired me, but he actually helped create the the opportunity for me to go to Southern Virginia. He knew some people over there, kind of convinced them that they needed to create this position, and he said, "Hey, I've, and I've got someone that would be a great fit for you." So had that not happened, who knows? I mean, maybe I end up somewhere else and end up staying at that place and I never come back to BYU. So got to give credit to him for helping create that opportunity and then bringing me back when, you know, when, when he felt I was ready and there was an opening. So so Duff has been great. All, all the people I work with, um, Norma Collette or Norma Bertoch, sorry, uh, Brett Pine, they those two hired me when I was an intern uh, back in the day. So but then, you know, on the basketball side, Coach Rose was great. He was great to work with. I learned a lot from him, just how he kind of handled himself, handled the tough situations with the media, never got too high, never got too low. Um, he was he was great to work with. I'm excited to work with Pope, but I just I learned so much from Coach Rose and, and working with him. Um, but yeah, the student athletes are great too. You learn a lot from them and learn, you know, loving, I love to learn their stories and get to know them. And, but yeah. Yeah. So, you've worked for you said eleven years. Yeah. That you've been an SID. Is there a moment that sticks out in the past eleven years? Because you know, as part of the media, there's a sense of you know professionalism, and you kind of have to keep your fandom at bay. Yeah. Is there a moment where it was the hardest to like keep that inside of you and like? Yeah. Because I know, like for us, like we've had times when we were sitting on press row or you know cameras on the sideline and it's like we couldn't help but cheer and so yeah probably the one that sticks out to me was in i think it was 2010 we were in the ncaa tournament playing florida mm-hmm. and byu hadn't won a tournament game in 
I think it was 17 years or something. And Jimmer kind of went goes off, gets us to overtime. Jackson Emmer hit some big shots. Mike Lloyd came out of nowhere uh, to score 20 some odd points. And there was a, I think Jimmer made a big three, probably in the second overtime. I, I, I can't remember the exact details, but I kind of yelled something. And this is the NCAA tournament. They're really strict. Yeah. And one of the people that was manning press rail kind of said something to me like, hey, if you do that again, you're going to have to, you're going to have to leave. So I had to really focus in the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, that w- that one was hard. Ever I think since then, I mean, I've had a few other moments where, you know, you kind of want to let loose a little bit, but you kind of train yourself to just, he's like, Hey, I gotta, gotta keep my cool. Other people are watching me, but, and that was only my, I think second year on the job at BYU. So I was still pretty young, but so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, uh, chalk that one up to, to youth, but yeah. Yeah. I would have had difficulty on uh, those two years in a row when we beat Gonzaga at their place yeah. with three the, years in a row, three years in a row, especially like the Corbin Kafusi tap in right, right at the end. Yeah. And then the Nate Austin block. No, yeah, those were those were incredible moments. Yeah, and those just great games. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to contain your your emotion, but I mean, you've worked with with Jimmer, but besides like some of these more big name BYU athletes, who when you think of BYU athletics, who are some of like the the big names that come to your mind, like the most iconic BYU athletes? Who, who kind of comes to your mind? So, do you mean people that I've worked with, or uh, let's, let's say let's say you've worked with, or just in general? When you th- when you think of BYU sports, who are some of the names and people that come in, come into your mind? Huh. So Jimmer's obviously one. I worked with him his last three years and had the the national or national player of the year his senior year and got I got to travel around with him and get all, get all those trophies and everything. So that was fun. But outside of men's basketball, um, I mean, recently Ronnie Jones Perry just she's an incredible athlete. What she did, you know, for that volleyball program, Taysom Hill. You can't ignore what he's done, what he did while he was here. But since, you know, he's become this kind of almost like an urban legend in how he does everything for the Saints. Um, let's see. I think Jen Hampson, you got to pick her. She played, she was an All-American in two sports. Um, Miles Batty was a, you, you know, won the mile at the, at the NCAA championships when, you know, I, I was over track at the time. Um I like I like to spread it around to all sports because I think a lot of times you get in these conversations. Everyone's like, you pick you pick a couple of men's basketball players, you can pick a couple of football players. Sure. And while those sports maybe get the most attention to make make the money, um, I mean, look look what our track program has done recently. You know, you, you gotta you gotta Erica Burke Jarvis. I think is one of those that's gonna when people talk about the best athletes we've had at BYU, she's gonna be right up there. She set I think five school records within a three month period this year. So I, I like to try to think about all the sports and, and pick someone from, you know, from everywhere to when I think of icons. Yeah, those are some big names. And definitely, like you said, like we oftentimes get stuck in the basketball and football, but BYU's best sports tend to be not those two. The Olympic so, sports. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm the basketball guy and I, and I love, love yeah. the guys that I work with and I think they deserve the attention they get, but... You know, I think the other sports deserve deserve a lot of attention too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're probably going to end up right here. But just at this, we have this last question for you. Over these past, you know, eleven years, what has been the most fulfilling part of working for BYU and just having your job? I would say, um, 
getting to getting to know the guys and tell some of the stories that maybe wouldn't get get heard otherwise. You know, obviously people people know Jimmer, and we heard over and over the stories about him, which were great, and I I never tire hearing his stories. But you know, like when Craig Cusick tipped a shot in at the buzzer uh, to beat Utah State. Uh, I think I can't remember the year, 12, 2012 or 13, he hadn't made a shot all game. And he was he was kind of like one of those do a little bit of everything for the team, didn't get a lot of attention. But we found out right after the game that just earlier that day, his dad had been diagnosed with cancer. And so for Craig, he was playing with a lot of emotion, hadn't played the best game, and I'm sure he would admit that. But when the moment came, he had an opportunity and made a big play for the team, and it was a big win for us. Um so stories like that, when you get to, you really get to know these guys and know what they're going through. Sometimes I think we watch athletes on TV and think, you know, they're athletes. That's what they do, but they're they're people, and they're, they have the same challenges that you and I have. And there's a lot of pressure on them them to perform. So when you find out what they're going through and they overcome certain things to to do something great on the court, I think that's that's probably the most fulfilling part. The human side of sports that everyone yeah. can relate to and they want to be part of as well. Yeah. Sports is so much bigger than just wins and losses. There's there's the human side. There's the the I think sports makes a big difference culturally and and can teach people a lot of lessons. Um, and I think that's that's the fun part of it. Yeah, I think I agree on that. I mean, last night, 36, 32 million Canadians got to celebrate for the first time. Yeah, that was pretty you know, cool. An, an entire country got to celebrate a championship in no way that in a again a USA team has. Right. So it, I mean, it's like, they're great stories and you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool to be a part of them. It's cool for you to kind of help share those stories with the world because a lot of those stories wouldn't get told, you know, if someone like you kind of digs for them and helps kind of shed the light on, on, shed the light on those stories. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to be, to be a small part of the success of, you know, some of the teams here. So, well, Hey, we appreciate what you do because it makes BYU sports get that much better. So, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is great. Well, that's a wrap, I guess. I think so. <laughs> so, you can find us where you find any podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all those good places. So, for Nate and for Phil, we will see you next time and go Cougs. <laughs>